waiting on the email to load up here. Um, just for fun, uh, practice for some of my other presentations, I was going to share with the world a little recap of uh, my fantasy draft results, if I could get this email to open up. Um, a little background, it's a uh, 12-man PPR, full point, um, two wide receivers with a uh, running back wide receiver, tight end, flex option. Um, I am the defending champion, and we uh, elected to determine our draft order um, based on randomly selecting uh, or assigning players from the PGA FedEx Cup standing top 12 and depending on how they finished in the PGA Championship would thus determine your draft order. Um, I had Brooks Kepka, who started out pretty hot, ended up landing me in sixth, which out of my mocking experience was not my favorite spot to land. Um, I preferred top three or back three. My teams were much better when playing around with that. But not to complain about my draft position, like I said, defending champion. Last year I drafted fourth overall, got David Johnson, came back around, got Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, I had Theo Riddick and Melvin Gordon. Um, don't ask me how that happened. Uh, you know, this is a, a crew that really values uh, quarterbacks and they take picks in funny situations, as you might see uh, when I go through these draft results, but ended up pretty much walking through the league, losing two games the entire season, coming pretty close a few times, but, you know, between David Johnson and uh, Mike Evans, pretty much able to, to last with uh, very little opposition. Um, the only thing of interest is my, my quarterbacks ended up being Matt Stafford, and I attempted to trade before week one, Theo Riddick straight up for Derek Carr, got shot down. So I picked up Dak Prescott and was able to have Matt Stafford and Dak Prescott streaming um, to give me some pretty good quarterback play throughout the year. Um, but I was able to get this email up, so we will get started with round one. Um, number one overall, David Johnson, followed by Antonio Brown and Lev Bell going third. <clears throat> I uh, had the number six pick and um, was pretty much left with either LaShawn McCoy or Mike Evans. Um, otherwise would have reached for Jordy Nelson possibly. Uh, I ended up selecting LaShawn McCoy to kind of lock in that, that running back. Um, and I didn't really regret it because I didn't have to big running back for a really long time. Um, so the only thing that really stands out is uh, at the turn, um, number 12 pick selected Jordan Howard, which is a fine pick, and then turned around and selected um, Aaron Rodgers with the 13th pick. So the first quarterback going off the board, um, you know, very early in the second round. And we'll just go over the four picks before 
three picks before me and the three picks after um, in all these rounds. Uh, I followed up with the 19th pick after that and uh, 16, Jay Ajayi, 17, Rob Gonkowski, 18, T.Y. Hilton. And with 19, I selected Des Bryant, um, definitely the best available receiver at the time. We, uh, we know it's PPR, and we know that Zeke is in question, so I'm hoping for a healthy and heavy uh, incorporation of Des Bryant into the Cowboys offense pretty much all season. Uh, pick immediately after is Todd Gurley, got Doug Baldwin, and then Amari Cooper. Uh, of note, Leonard Fournette ended up going in the uh, second round as well. Um, all right, sorry about that. Still uh, working on this, but again, of note, um, Leonard Fournette going in the second round of pick 23. Thought it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, rookie running backs were always risky. It wasn't something I was interested in. The only other pick I would have had at that time that was available to me would have been uh, Amari Cooper, and he ended up going uh, 22. So uh, we'll fast forward to round three, and here we'll point out, you know, I had the 30th overall pick, um, so the sixth pick in round three, and we had... Uh, first pick in round three, Ezekiel going, which is obviously pretty risky. And then as I mentioned, this uh, league is kind of funny, and almost immediately after, well, immediately after was Tom Brady. So we've had uh, first pick in the second round, Aaron Rodgers went, and the second pick in the third round, Tom Brady went. And pretty much every year I've drafted in this league, I've been able to take the best player available, um, and not worry about quarterback because there weren't any quarterbacks of value available. And as you can see, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers going well above their average draft position for PPR um, in the second and third rounds. I don't blame anybody for taking those guys and trying to lock in a, a new player. It just wasn't really my, my thoughts behind it. Um, so fast forward, we've got uh, three picks in front of me. Uh, ended up going... Uh, running back, running back wide receiver. So it's Lamar Miller, Isaiah Crowell, and DeAndre Hopkins go in front of me. I took Brandon Cooks, and the three players after me were Marshawn Lynch, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Crabtree. Um, I really liked Michael Crabtree, uh, but I wasn't willing to take him in the third round. I thought it was... Normally when I was mocking, Brandon Cooks was not falling to me at the 30th pick, so I was happy to have him in my lap. I, I anticipate he's going to have a pretty good season. Uh, you know, Some people were taking him in the second round, as early as the second round, so getting him in the third round, I didn't feel like it was too much of a risk. And again, when you've got, think about the players behind, you know, you've got Christian McCaffrey and Marshawn Lynch, who are both risky um, having not played in the league the previous season, either of them. Christian McCaffrey's looking good. Lynch is looking good, just not really my, my cup of tea. And, you know, the added security of having LaShawn McCoy in the, in the first round for me kind of, you know, let me shoot pretty low for my backup running backs. Um, only other thing of note would be that Terrell Pryor went 
34. I think he's going to have a pretty big year. Uh, they've got a lot of receptions to replace in Washington. Um, so we'll move on. Round four. Um, this was the round that I was targeting my next running back. And wow, I just noticed this. But uh, I had the 43rd, so uh, 43rd pick in that round um, or overall and ended up going with Jordan Reed. Uh, I thought was the best player available at the time. And just to kind of give you an idea, um, you know, you have Alshon Jeffrey going in that round first. Um, Danny Woodhead, who I'd targeted, not necessarily in the fourth round. I was going to wait a couple rounds for him. Travis Kelsey went in the fourth round, which I think is a great pick. Uh, and then the 40th overall, LeGarrette Blunt. And uh, with, you know, rumors that week of him getting cut and him being out of shape and all that shit, I just really can't believe that that anybody would, would reach that high. It's kind of uh, an interesting thing, considering that the next two picks after LeGarrette Blunt were Dalvin Cook and Ty Montgomery, both running backs I was targeting. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's going to be fucking amazing this year. Uh, he just He's catching the ball out of the backfield. He looks explosive. Um, that offensive line can create holes, it seems like, so I think he's going to have a pretty big year. I was... Would have been thrilled to have Ty Montgomery as my second running back. Um, and just because of all the passes that he catches, again, his PPR. Um, but I went with Jordan Reed, and I guess that's going to round out the fourth round for me um, on this. Uh... Uh, didn't really get a finish <clears throat> round four, but wanted to point out the... Uh, options that went after my Jordan Reed pick and immediately after was Bilal Powell, Mark Ingram, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, also going that round being Greg Olson and Carlos Hyde. Uh, big fan of Bilal Powell and Mark Ingram. I found them on my team more often than not, um, but fall, falling much later than in this draft and you know I guess people were probably really anxious after LeGarrette Blunt, you know, fell so early and just you know started a cascade of of second-tier running backs uh, going, but I think, nope, yes, yes, so more on the guy who chose the Garrett Blunt, I have no idea who the fuck this person is, but uh, if we fast forward to round five, um, the guy actually, with the 57th overall pick, took Derek Carr, and which leads me to believe that this guy just knew exactly who he wanted and took him um, and didn't care. And uh, he's, you know, happy going with uh, Derek Carr, quarterback, Garrett Blunt, running back, Michael Crabtree, uh, Jay Ajayi, and Jordy Nelson, which I guess isn't all that bad, um, except for the LeGarrette Blunt pick, kind of sucks. Uh, but fast forward to round five, uh, my pick was 54th overall. In this round, you see Joe Mixon. Going number one overall, uh, see Matt Ryan going before Drew Brees, uh, which is interesting. Um, I'd talked about taking Drew Brees all along in the fifth round, so my plan was to have LaShawn McCoy, Des Bryant, um, you know, Brandon Cooks, Terrell Pryor, something like that, and then in the fourth round, 
grab either Ty Montgomery or Dalvin Cook. So two good running backs, two wide receivers, and then take Drew Brees. Um, what I hadn't expected to happen was uh, Tyreek Hill to still be on the board at this point, particularly with most of our drafters hailing from the Kansas area and, you know, more or less being Chiefs fans. And to some extent, at least Chiefs watchers by uh, requirement being in the state. Uh, Tyreek Hill was available, so I took him. And uh, immediately after Drew Brees went, uh, Jameson Crowder and Derek Carr, which is kind of a weird combination. Uh, not really expecting to see Jameson Crowder go that high, uh, particularly with Devontae Adams still on the board and Allen Robinson still on the board. And both of those guys went later in the round. Uh, there were three quarterbacks taken, four quarterbacks taken that round. Um, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, and Jameis Winston. So if you add Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, that is six quarterbacks, top six quarterbacks gone uh, by round five, which, you know, meshes with my earlier comment about never really having the opportunity to take a QB in this league because there's just all the values absorbed when people start taking guys this high. Um, and as far as that goes, we can fast forward to the sixth round. I'm starting to speed up here a little bit. And I had number 67 overall. The three in front of me were uh, Eifert, Willie Sneed, Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, I took Martavis Bryant with the Steelers. After me was Spencer Ware, Mike Gillisley, and Adrian Peterson. Uh, other draft picks of note, Sammy Watkins and Doug Martin going in the sixth round. Frank Gore going in the sixth round, which, you know, is a solid pick, Frank Gore, but he's, you know, tr traditionally been falling a lot later than that. Um, you know, a little analysis on my, my Martavis Bryant pick. I, you know, I've never seen this guy available this late in a PPR draft um, so far and uh, decided to take him. You know, he's my fourth wide receiver. I've got Des Bryant, Brandon Cooks, Tyreek Hill, and Martavis Bryant um, are my four wide receivers. I still only have one running back, but he's a good one. Um, gives me really explosive options in the wide receiver category. Maybe not as high catch volume, but that might change with Brandon Cooks in New England. So we'll just see how that goes. And we'll start with the seventh and eighth round here in a minute. Here we are in round seven. Uh, find myself in desperate need of a running back still uh, after taking LaShawn McCoy and then only wide receivers after that. Uh, my favorite pick in the round is probably Pierre Garçon. I originally targeted him as my third wide receiver, um, but again, I didn't get a running back, so I'm starting to reach, grasp at straws. Uh, the three uh, picks in front of me, Dante Moncrief, Jimmy Graham, and Russell Wilson. Uh, I selected C.J. Anderson, and, you know, he's obviously the number one running back in Denver right now. Denver quarterback situation is a mess. Uh, he's looked pretty tight in, 
in uh, preseason, so I, you know, kind of in the back of my mind had him going seventh and eighth round anyway. So I think it's a decent value for a starter that's going to get a lot of work. Uh, moving on, the next three picks were Delaney Walker, Stefan Diggs, and Tyrell Williams. I really like Tyrell Williams, not necessarily in the seventh round. He's uh, he's should be pretty solid. He's a good pickup for everybody who got him last year. Um, Stefan Diggs is also pretty solid for PPR. Hopefully he'll get lots of work. Um, but another sad note, uh, in this round I lost my chance of getting Theo Riddick. Someone jumped, jumped ahead of me. He was probably going to be my next pick. Um, maybe not. But nothing earth-shattering. Um, but I will... Note that the person who jumped up to grab Tyrell Williams is also the same gentleman who uh, drafted Derek Carr in the fifth round and um, LeGarrette Blount in the fourth round. So again, this man knows what he wants and he goes out and gets it. <clears throat> Moving on to the eighth round, uh, my pick is 91st overall, and it's probably my least favorite pick in the, the entire draft, considering where I was at. Um, there were a couple players I was targeting that went right in front of me, um, and those were Tevin Coleman and Deshaun Jackson. Now, obviously, I didn't need a wide receiver, um, but I was really looking at Tevin Coleman uh, to you know continue his progress and catch a lot of balls and just be a really good. Uh, second running back to my LaShawn McCoy, but again, went just before I picked. So with 91 overall, I picked Paul Perkins, uh, clear number one for now. He's averaging about 0.2 yards a carry, I think, in the preseason, so he kind of sucks. But uh, hopefully, you know, the, the Paul Perkins train uh, leaves the station full steam and the uh, season starts. Uh, picks immediately after me were Hunter Henry. Darren McFadden and Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Darren McFadden, whoever picks up that guy is, is going to be happy. Um, you know, whenever you pick him up, eighth round, ninth round, tenth round, even higher, just kind of depends on on your appetite and how your teammate got up to that point. I think it's pretty good. Uh, of note in that round, we've got our first two defenses go. Uh, 86 overall, the Broncos get drafted and. Uh, the number 95 overall, the Seahawks get drafted. Uh, another interesting pick um, was John Brown with the Arizona Cardinals. And I think I heard something about him maybe being off the team. Uh, so, but, you know, as you can guess, it's the same team that owns LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, so he just has a propensity to take people that are really risky and also sub tier. Um, it's kind of definitely my favorite drafter uh, so far. Team Wells shouts to you. Uh, you've done you've done good. <clears throat> uh, another pick for the eighth round that I really enjoy is probably the Cameron Meredith. Somebody's gonna have to catch the ball in Chicago. Uh, if I didn't have so many wide receivers on my team, I might have thought about taking him. In addition, uh, he's just really. Really solid, had a pretty good end of the season last year. And that wraps it up for rounds seven and eight. Uh, I'll be back shortly uh, with rounds nine and 10. Apparently I have listeners now and uh, hopefully we can get some more.
round nine. Uh, I have pick 102. The three picks ahead of me are Mike Wallace, Cam Newton, and Terrence West. I grabbed Kareem Hunt. Um, after me went Rob Kelly, Mariota, and Giovanni Bernard. Uh, in addition to those two quarterbacks mentioned, Kirk Cousins went uh, the first pick in this round, and which again, you know, three more quarterbacks gone um, before the tenth round, which was the round I was going to target uh, a quarterback should I let Drew Brees go. Um, selected Kareem Hunt. Again, my dire need for running backs, kind of a lottery ticket. Uh, Chiefs player that's been getting a lot of work, uh, especially out of the backfield, catching the ball. Andy Reid's wanted to see him against number one defenses with number one uh, offense. So uh, I think that tells me that Andy Reid likes him. And I uh, decided to go with them. Another pick, uh, someone else I was targeting, Duke Johnson. Um, Duke Johnson, you know, is being used out of the slot uh, a lot. Uh, so he could potentially have wide receiver two upside if he catches a lot of balls. Um, of note, Eddie Lacy also went into this round, which is the ninth round. I don't think it's terrible value for Eddie Lacy. I mean, he's obviously a risk. Thomas Rawls is getting a lot of the number one carries, but. Uh, you know, when you're this far in the draft, there's not a whole lot going on. Update on Team Wells. He picks Giovanni Bernard. Not, I'm not, I have no problems with that one. Um, I don't know that Giovanni Bernard is uh, any worse than LeGarrette Blount. Uh, moving on to round 10. Um, I've got the 115th pick. Uh, before me goes Dak Prescott, Thomas Rawls, and Randall Cobb. I was looking at Randall Cobb, so uh, Team Dunn really snagged that one out from under me. I was kind of pissed off at the time, I, I do recall. Um, but I ended up going with Jacquez Rogers. Uh, again, my running back situation was so shitty that I wanted to at least secure myself a starter, if even for only you know four or five weeks before Doug Martin comes back. Uh, Jacquez looked pretty good when he's gotten the exclusive carries uh, in seasons past. He's kind of sucked in the preseason, but worth a risk <clears throat> to me at this point at round 10. Uh, Kenny Britt, the Chiefs defense, and Andrew Luck go after. Um, I think Andrew Luck in the 10th round is really good value. Um, I, I would have been happy to have him myself. And <clears throat> another... Really great pick that uh, that probably happened in the uh, the 10th round. I mean, you can't really predict the future, but Derrick Henry, um, you know, in the 10th round, uh, towards the end of the season last year, he started getting more work, and he's looking pretty good. Uh, You know, he'll maybe steal some touchdowns, and if DeMarco Murray gets hurt, maybe, you know, he could sneak his way into RB1 for the last half of the season or something like that. Uh, So pretty solid pick there. Um, <laughs> I guess we could spend a little bit more time on uh, on the timing of this draft. It happened on Sunday evening, um, probably maybe 40 or so minutes after Anquan Bolden announced his retirement. Um, 
And, you know, if you didn't have NFL Network on, if you didn't have ESPN on, or you didn't have phone alerts for the Buffalo Bills, uh, you're not going to find out that Anquan Bolden is retiring uh, for good to do humanitarian things. And ends up going at 119th overall in round 10. Um, and that was a good laugh for everyone in the draft room. Pretty big mistake with, you know, players like, well, really not that great of players left anyways. Uh, but you could have had Corey Davis as a little uh, Tennessee Titans lottery ticket. Instead, you got Anquan Bolden, and you got to drop, drop his ass before week one because he's <clears throat> no longer playing. Um, he'll be back with uh, rounds 11 and 12 in a minute. Uh, rounds 11 and 12, uh, starting to get to the end of the draft, this is when everyone takes their favorite sleeper, uh, more defenses, some uh, kickers, and start to fall off the board. But myself, I'm still looking for a quarterback. And as you've heard, all of these quarterbacks have been gone. Um, the best available quarterback I can find in round 11 has, has been Roethlisberger. <clears throat> I think this is the first time I've ever owned Ben Roethlisberger. He's, again, similar to the rest of my team makeup. He's pretty damn explosive. He can win you weeks. He can also lose you weeks and get like seven points. Um, with all the weapons he's got back, assuming they can get Lev Bell into camp anytime soon, I think that he's probably set himself up to have a pretty good year. So I was happy to have him. Immediately after that, Matthew Stafford went. So uh, And later in that round, Tyrod Taylor. So again, quarterbacks are gone. Um, the uh, three picks before me, you got James White, Ted Ginn Jr. and Jack Doyle, uh, not a lot to talk about there. Just before that, Justin Tucker goes, I think is the first kicker. Uh, so you got a kicker gone in round 11. Um, Corey Davis goes. Josh Doxson, who's kind of a, a favorite sleeper. I know I mentioned earlier that the Redskins have a lot of, of mouths or a lot of receptions to, to divide up with their new team. You got Kirk Cousins who threw for 5,000 yards and he's probably going to do it again and, and all these guys are going to get a little piece of that. Um, got Latavius Murray going with the last pick of the 11th round. Uh, I don't know when he'll be back. It's not a terrible pick. Uh, he'll probably get some run, split some carries, the potential to get a lot of run. He ended up being really good on my squad last season uh, with the Raiders. Uh, very next pick, that wheel pick, was... Samaj Pirine, and you know, apparently he was supposed to be all world uh, earlier in the summer. So, if we would have drafted earlier in the summer, this would have be been a really great pick. But since then, he's been fumbling and kind of relegated to the bench. The head coach is saying, Hey, we're gonna let this guy learn, um, not gonna get a lot of run. Uh, Chris Thompson's probably gonna get most of the balls out of the backfield. Uh, it's kind of looking like Robert Kelly has taken over <clears throat> um, again. Trending more towards everyone's favorite sleepers, you've got O.J. Howard uh, going, and you know he's going to compete with Cameron Brait for for catches at tight end. But everyone says O.J. Howard can block, so he's still going to be on the field. Uh, kind of yet to be seen. But got Zay Jones going, who is could be end up being the number one wide receiver with Bolden's retirement and uh, Sammy Watkins' retirement up in Buffalo. I went with Jonathan Williams, uh, Buffalo Bill, 
to kind of handcuff with my LaShawn McCoy. And again, we've got more defense, a little kicker action, and some CJ Procise. Uh, sprinkled in a little bit of Darren Sproles. I think my favorite pick in round 12 is probably uh, Zay Jones. I, I think Zay Jones is going to be a good uh, deep league wide receiver this year, uh, win you some weeks, um, surprisingly. And round 11, uh, I still think Josh, Josh Doxson is probably my favorite pick there. A uh, little update, uh, Team Wells has a defense now. Um, to go with LeGarrette Blunt and uh, Tyrell Williams and Derek Carr. And let's see. Team Wells also got another backup running back in Jonathan Stewart in the next round. Uh, so hopefully uh, he can get a lot of touchdowns out of that guy because I don't think he's going to get very many catches. Not to pick on the guy. I just want to keep all the listeners updated. I'll be back with the uh, last few rounds. Again, this is getting kind of boring. Um, nothing exciting is happening with a lot of kickers and defenses going off the board. Going to finish up with rounds 13 through 16 real fast. It's a whole bunch of dog shit. <clears throat> um, but I did have a few picks that I really liked that I'd go over. Uh, Corey Coleman, first pick in the 13th round. Uh, that guy is pretty damn explosive when he's not injured. Um, love to take chances on second-year wide receivers. Uh, Marvin Jones for the Lions is a great pick this late in the draft. Uh, potential number one receiver for the Lions. Um, I mean, if you don't count Golden Tate, it's the, one of the better offensive weapons I have on that team. It's a pretty high-powered offense when it's going full steam. Uh, Chris Thompson comes out in this round. And like I mentioned before, he's going to catch a lot of balls probably out of the uh, out of the backfield there, unless uh, something changes. And my pick was Mohamed Sanu, uh, second wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, elected to take him uh, on account of you know being the second receiver option in a really high-powered offense, and a lot of good things coming out about him in camp. Um, he's made some incredible highlight catches that they've shown on Twitter and whatnot. Um, moving on to round 14. Not a very good round. Not a whole lot going on. Um, Patriots defense, pretty good pick. Uh, I ended up going with uh, Austin Hooper, tight end for the Falcons. A little bit of a homer pick because I live in Atlanta. But uh, with Sarkeesian taking over, uh, he loves the tight ends, um, works really well with tight ends. Hooper's been performing pretty well in the, in the preseason. Definitely my favorite player on the Falcons, cheer for him hard every time we go to a game. Round 15, uh, really like the potential of Fleener. I know he kind of sucked last year, but you know when you've got Drew Brees throwing to you, as long as you can catch the ball, which Fleener really can't, uh, you're going to get a lot of yards, catches, and, and touchdown potential out of the tight end position. Uh, Jamal Charles is a good lottery ticket for Stunna Squad. Um, 
could overtake my man CJ uh, at any point in time. One of the most explosive fantasy running backs in history as far as his uh, points per play. Um, and, you know, if he comes back fully healthy, he's going to be a pretty good uh, addition for your bench. Got Carson Wentz is a great one. Um, some of his advanced statistics um, and assumed progression into his second season look uh, pretty incredible. I was somewhat targeting him. Um, if I had worst case scenario without Ben Roethlisberger, I probably would have gone Carson Wentz. Uh, round 16, Kenny Galladay, uh, everybody's favorite replacement for Calvin Johnson. Um, we'll see if Matt Stafford can find him wide open in the uh, in the regular season like he has in the uh, preseason. And TJ Yeldon is my favorite pick from this round as he uh, is probably the receiving back in the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Leonard Fournette could suck. He could get injured. Um, with the final round pick, you can't really go wrong with uh, TJ Yeldon and the Jacksonville Jaguars, even if Blake Bortles sucks. Uh, just for clarification, um, yeah, I did not have Melvin Gordon on my team last year after second thought. I honestly don't really remember. All I know is that I won the league. Um, and sorry for this self-centered presentation, but again, I didn't really have a gloating email to the league after I won, so I figured I could just uh, analyze the draft from my perspective instead, um, hoping to potentially have some league recaps uh, going throughout the season, uh, discuss some of the happenings uh, within our league, and also give the... Uh, other audience an update on how Team Wells' is, uh, uh, team is performing throughout the season. So uh, thank you for your time. Have a great weekend and uh, suck it.